0: Welcome to Almost Here, around the corner of future technology podcasts with Richard Jacobs. Future technologies, ways to transform our lives for better or worse, are the focus of this podcast. Almost Here means these technologies are now here and starting to be used. or just around the corner, from Bitcoin to artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more.
1: Great. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, depending on where you are in the world. This is Tracy Murda on behalf of Richard Jacobs here at Future Tech Podcast, and today I am very excited to have a special guest, Justin Lowe, head of business operations at CoinsPH. Justin, thank you so much for joining me. I appreciate your time today.
0: Happy to be here, Tracy.
1: So why don't we just jump right in? Give me some background information on yourself and the company and how you got started with blockchain technology.
0: Okay, sure. Uh, well, for myself, um, I actually uh, came, came from a very different industry uh, before uh, jumping into blockchain technology. Actually, I was uh, working at a high frequency trading firm in uh, Chicago, and then prior to that, uh, I was doing electrical engineering in Cornell. Um, <laughs> so, quite, quite an interesting journey so far. Um, basically, moved out here into the Philippines uh, about a year and a half ago, uh, looking to jump into tech, looking to jump into startups, and actually specifically looking for uh, problems to solve that could, uh, that could have a wide social impact. Uh, it just so happened that uh, blockchain happened to be the technology to otherwise all that, and uh, the opportunity was in Southeast Asia specifically uh, uh, here in the Philippines, but also in many other uh, developing countries in the region.
1: So tell us about about your company, Coins.ph. How does the platform work? How did it get started? I mean, I'm sure there has to be you know so much that goes into to starting something like this, especially in an area in technology that hasn't yet been you know fully explored. So,
0: so like, I mean, in general, like the system is built on blockchain, right? All the all the transactions, uh-huh. all the transactions on, on the system uh, have have block are actually. Uh, blockchain transactions. Uh, some are some are public, some are private, uh, but they're all recorded there. Um, so that so that's obviously there's like uh, unchangeable record of what everyone has has done on the system. Uh, what services they've used, if um, they, they've transferred money into or out of their their wallets to to uh, outside blockchain addresses. Uh, the interesting thing is that actually the the Pestle wallet is a, also a blockchain wallet, but it's that doesn't, that doesn't that's transparent to the user. Um, if I send if I send uh, a some amount of Bitcoin to the petzal wallet, it actually gets instantly converted uh, to pesos. Um, so that's that's a, that's a pretty that's a pretty cool feature because because obviously you know when when people are looking to receive a specific amount right um, from a from a uh, Person with a Bitcoin wallet. Um, usually, the trouble is like, oh, you sent me this on Bitcoin. And like, okay, I I better convert it to fiat straight away or soon. Otherwise, it's going to change in value and I'm going have my head more or less than what what I, I want to get. Um, if I sent it to if if someone receives money in the Tesla wallet, then actually that that conversion happens straight away, and we're able to do that because we're the 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 exchange. And for remittances specifically, um, you know those. Uh, obviously people are looking to convert from Bitcoin to PEPO, right? Um, they're sending, using Bitcoins, and they're sending that from country, uh, country A to the Philippines, and then, uh, once, you know, and, and, and obviously they're looking to usually send it to a recipient, either that has a bank account or is looking to figure it out at a event center, and so that conversion from Bitcoin oh, uh, to PEPO is handled by us as well, um, through our, um you know, business customer accounts. So, PH was, was started uh, actually with a very interesting realization. Um, in the Philippines, there are actually uh, more Facebook accounts uh, than bank accounts. Uh, so, so that, that tells you two things, right? Uh, for, number one, uh, the gap in financial services in the country is actually very big. Um, and actually, and the reality is that only about 20% of, of the population here have access to uh, traditional or formal banking services as you would would, uh, typically know them, Uh, which means that the other 80% are left basically using primarily cash. Um, And obviously, when you use cash only, then you are restricted in the services that you have access to. Um, I mentioned the Facebook part because that's interesting uh, because it also means that a very large proportion of the country has access to the Internet and mobile devices. So um, I, think, I think the latest fashion Facebook is now 52 million uh, monthly active just on mobile devices alone. So mobile penetration and specifically smartphone penetration is, is increasing very rapidly uh, in countries like the Philippines which means that actually for the first time you're actually able to offer services and anything really directly to the customer without relying on any physical infrastructure for distributing your services, right? So this is really a great opportunity for um, for someone like us to come in because it means that we can actually create a platform on which uh, people can access the services that they are uh, you know Pretty much lacking when you, when it comes to uh, just having to use cash all the time. So CoinCh uh, is on our platform. We offer access to the services. We have an app that you can download for free or you can uh, visit our website. But basically we connect people uh, with financial services and when the services we're talking about are, are actually, you know, really, really basic things that you would use every day. Um, you know, simple things like Popping up your prepaid uh, phone card, which is about ninety-five percent of the country's mobile uh, phone plan is prepaid. Um, paying your bills, sending money to other bank accounts, which actually is a, not a trivial uh, undertaking uh, in, in this country, and then and doing things like also shopping online uh, with a uh, virtual visa card. We want to make a, we are making a place um, where people can have their money online in a mobile wallet where they can access all the things that they would need to do uh, on a daily basis. And to do this, we actually partner with uh, most of the major banks, remittance, remittance networks, uh, mobile wallets, and convenience stores in the country so that no matter where you are, there's actually a convenient place for you to physically take your cash, make a deposit, or withdrawal. From our system, uh, combined, we have over twenty-two thousand outlets between all of our partners, where someone is able to do that.
1: So this sounds pretty incredible. What are, I mean, if there are any, what are some of the, the limitations?
0: Um, so, so for, for us, um, it's it, it, the services that we provide uh, are all uh, partnerships. So mostly partnerships uh, mm-hmm. with with uh, third. Third-party service providers, right? So it's, it's a, the limitation is really uh, time, um, and actually, you know, being able to uh, form those partnerships and actually offer them to the, our users. Obviously, you know, the the need is is very great, and and every time we roll out new, you know, when we roll out new products, actually, you know, they're actually received fairly fairly well because you know you're, you're talking about you're not talking about uh, going from a service to a better service, but you're really talking about going from you know, zero to to one, right? You're going from cash to being able to do things uh, from on your phone, and so that's that's one thing, right? Um, so mm-hmm. that part's on that, that part's an iron, and it's just actually why we're trying to like move as quickly as we can, um, you know. And, and 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 talking about physical distribution, I think we're we're at a pretty good point right now. Um, obviously, the, the more the more ways you can do that, uh, the better. Uh, the cheaper that we can do that also, the better. Um, and then the last part is, is really just um, you know, education, right? Uh, getting ourselves out there in front of the customer, showing that, hey, there's this new thing, there's this new technology out there that you know, lives on your phone and could save you hours of your time every single day uh, doing things that you would otherwise be spending doing things manually, um, and this is how you use it, and this is uh, you know how it works. And you know, we we're, we're talking. I would say for the for the large proportion of our user base, you know, we're talking about millennials, uh, people that mm-hmm. are used to using uh, smartphone apps. Uh, Facebook and Instagram are extremely popular in this country. Actually, this countries like the social media capital of the world. I think Filipinos spend like anordinate amount of time on social media compared to like the global average. Uh, so they're they're not they're not unfamiliar with using smartphones, but they but many people are unfamiliar with using their cash online, right? And so this is this is kind of a mental hurdle of of convincing someone to. Uh, put their money in a place where they can't physically touch it anymore right and so uh, the more the more ways that we can the more ways that we can uh, actually um, you know, show them that there's a, there's this, there's this much better much more convenient ways um, to to do this then I think I think uh, I think that's you know, the, the, the the challenge but I think we're making we're making actually you know very good very good targets there and be looking at my like user reviews. They, once once they get it and once they make that you know, first transaction, then you know, they money, they, they which is actually really great.
1: So, Jesse, walk me through, I'm, I'm setting up an account. What do I need to do? How easy is this? Or user-friendly? Is there any cost involved in having you know my, my wallet or my account set up? What are sort of the, the general steps for someone to get started?
0: Sure, um, it's actually free to download and and to sign up, so that part is extremely simple. Uh, and so the the really first steps are just to download it. Um, you sign up with either your email address or your phone number, um, and then after that, you're the only next step you need to do is to find a nearby you know nearby uh, location where you can make that that first uh, deposit into your account, right? So you can make it at a a bank branch you can make it at a remittance center you can make it at a 7-eleven so we have places that you can do this uh, extremely easily and and often uh, very quickly too so uh, uh, quite a few of our outlets are instant so you can actually go there make a deposit and it shows up in the account straight away um, it's as simple as going you know, for in the case of 7-eleven it's really as simple as going to the convenience store and handing over the uh, handing over the cashier some money, showing them a barcode they scan it, and then that money goes through your wall straightway
1: so is there any sort of minimum or maximum amount that that can be used?
0: Uh, for us no so there's no there's no minimum balance there's no maintenance fees. Uh, we really want to uh, make the services the, the the main focus for people, so we want to uh, reduce the the friction as much as possible Mm -hmm. when it comes to, like, getting people onto the platform, right? Um, Obviously, when you're you're transacting within the platform, uh, sending money to other users or other blockchain uh, users, um, then those transactions are are free for you.
1: So when it comes to the level, Dustin, of, you know, user, being user-friendly, like, let's take myself, for example, this is a, a new Area, it's not something I'm totally comfortable with. Would you say that it, it's fairly easy for anyone to use, or do you need to have you know a little bit of a background in this area to understand it and start using it to you know get the full advantage of it?
0: No, so 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 uh, I, w- I would say that we built uh, the the app to be extremely simple to use, uh, laid out in a way that makes it extremely clear um, at every step what's the next. What the users should be doing, right? Um, and the the goal is to actually not, obviously, not have to handhold every single person that signs up because that would that would obviously not be uh, not be scalable. But really, to make the process extremely smooth, extremely easy. Um, the 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 platform, even though being built on on blockchain technology, um, actually is is from the user's perspective uh you know they they don't have to they don't have to interact with the the i would say the the more technical aspects of say you know bitcoin if they don't you know they don't want to right mm-hmm. um it's, for that reason we've actually created two wallets for every single account every user has a pest wallet every user has a bitcoin wallet uh um, we lost of Wallet, uh, I would say, fairly quickly after starting because uh, we realized that it was an additional uh, hurdle for people to come to Gradsworth, right? You're talking about uh, people using their money online for the first time. And then all of a sudden there's this, there's this new Bitcoin concept that they also have to understand. So obviously uh, you gonna only be able to reach kind of a niche audience that, that that is uh, un- that understands that technology. So um, when you talk about the peso wallet, obviously that's something that you know, everyone in this country knows about, right? Um, and, and so you know, 100 pesos that I put in ends up being 100 pesos that ends up in the wallet. Uh, that value doesn't change, and so it, that's a lot, much more approachable uh, idea. And then obviously, as I spend it, then everything is also denominated in pesos. Much easier for people to grasp uh, and and to and to to use, and so I I think that uh, the 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 technology is um, I guess it it works in the background. I would say we use we use Bitcoin and blockchain more as a a uh, mechanism for transferring value, and and to be able to allow our users to. To use services um, on 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 the Bitcoin blockchain. Uh, services such as I think there's the there, you know there's you can buy things on Amazon using Bitcoin through Perseal. You can you can use Bitcoin to purchase hotels on Expedia. Uh, lots of things you can use Bitcoin for. Um, and 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 obviously we also educate our, our customers on on the different things that they can they can do. And Justin, what about I
1: the... the just, sorry, sorry, go um, ahead.
0: I, 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 in, in that description of, of uh, the services, I completely forgot the remittance part, which is actually quite important, <laughs> uh, which is actually the primary, the primary use of our, our blockchain technology. Uh, we, so maybe we went back and
1: yeah, yeah, and please do.
0: At, at some point, we can do that. We can do that later, uh, just so we continue the flow. But uh, I, I did want yeah. to mention that because uh, that's Well, let's, that's a let's huge actually service.
1: circle back to that right now. Um, well, one thing I was kind of wondering is, what about um, how is the the security and the you know, well, I guess that would be it. How is the security with the the app and with the the transactions?
0: In in general, I, I think the so so okay. Let's let's try again. Uh, so it's a security for the transaction. So we, yes. we
1: mm-hmm.
0: yeah. Yep. Okay. So we make our we make our user uh, experience uh, very secure, right? Uh, we 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 take multiple measures on on our end. Uh, won't you know? Won't go through you know, all of them in, in, in the tremendous amount of detail, but you're talking about things like you know encrypted encrypted connections, encrypted uh, encrypted customer records, um, uh, two-factor authentication for the users uh, when they when they log in and they make transactions. And so, um, from a technology perspective, uh, I think uh, the security on our app is actually is actually pretty pretty good. Um, and, and 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 obviously we also communicate with our users to you know best practices uh to keep their passwords secure and, and, and whatnot.
1: Okay, that that makes sense I and mean, it's pretty standard. I was just kinda of curious as to again, being, you know, someone who's maybe a novice in it, any sort of transaction or things in this arena that you're not familiar with is always a little bit scary.
0: Exactly right because because people um, when when, you, when you're talking about you know sending your money um, mm-hmm. especially especially online it's sort of like you know before you before you had cash now you don't have cash you see a number and then that number when you send money to someone else the number changes and then and then you're really hoping that <laughs> the money hits, reaches the the destination so the more ways in 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 reality the you know even though technically everything is Working security. Um, another a, a big point that we we try to um, always keep in mind when when designing this app for for our users is actually give them as much uh, visual information, right, to, to reassure them that you know, that your your money is on its way. This is the status of it. This is when it's going to going to be uh, available for the recipient. And And these things actually do a lot. It's actually you know it sounds very simple, but it actually uh, does a lot for um, our users in, in actually building that trust that uh, this you know, this new platform that they're using actually is is taking care of them uh, properly.
1: Okay, so let's talk about the the remittance features. Tell me a little bit about that.
0: Sure so. It, so remittances, uh, for, for those that aren't familiar, actually is a very huge part of um, the Philippine economy. Um, Philippines is actually, and, and for those not familiar, so remittances basically you know, oversees um, Philippine workers sending money back home on a regular basis to their families back in the Philippines. Um, Philippines is pretty unique <clears throat> because it's actually number three in the world for remittances worldwide, right? And only behind China and India in terms of volume of remittances sent back. And so I think that number, I think the most recent number is about $26 billion every year being sent by overseas workers back to the Philippines to their families. Uh, and the unfortunate thing is uh, with the traditional methods that uh, overseas workers are paying about 7 to 8% to send money through outlets like Western Union. And another way to think about 7 to 8% fees on all your transactions is actually about you know, one month of every year that you're working overseas is just disappearing in fees, right? So um, obviously there's a much better way to, to do this. Uh, the reason why these fees are so expensive is because uh, there's a ton of middlemen. Uh, going from point A to point B from whatever country that you're sending the money from uh, to the Philippines. Everyone wants to take their own fee. Uh, and this is where it gets very exciting to use the blockchain because all of a sudden you are taking a different route, right? Um, the blockchain, one of the big advantages is that you can actually send money from point A to point B uh, with you know, zero people in between. Uh, and And basically preserve the value of, of what's being sent uh, much better than if you were sending it through uh, through a wire or uh, the traditional uh, transfer mechanism. So how that looks like for us is that uh, we, we basically partner with people, uh, companies, uh, in various countries around the world where they help the customers in their country uh, be able to send money back home. Um, when you do this, we we take an like, example transaction, right, from so a customer in curve in, uh, sending money to the Philippines, uh, they want, the, the customer does not need to know that you know, blockchain Bitcoin exists. Right? All they need to know is that there is a service that allows them to send money to the Philippines uh, for a cheaper price than what they're normally able to uh, do through the traditional mechanism. And so what happens for that customer is that they just hand over their on to the, the service provider and then we have integrations. So remittances is actually a, a very large component of the economy here in the Philippines. Uh, it actually accounts for about 10% of the GDP of the country, which is uh quite incredible if you think about it. Um, Philippines comes in only a third behind China and India when it comes to remittances. And these are overseas workers sending money back home to their families in the Philippines, about $26 billion every year. And the unfortunate thing is that uh, people are currently paying about 7 to 8% in fees.
1: Oh, wow. Remittances.
0: Another way to think about that is actually um, you know, one month of every year of salaries just disappearing in fees. And so one of the big things when we started CoinCH was to try to figure out how we can make this process cheaper and, and quicker for people. And block, this is where blockchain technology actually becomes extremely useful because it offers an alternate route, uh, for people to spend money that does not rely on the traditional banking system, which involves lots of middlemen and hence lots of fees to make any sort of cross-border transactions. Uh, so I can walk you through a simple example of how this, how, how we make this happen. Um, what we do is basically uh, we're able to take uh, Bitcoin sent to CoinSpace wallets and convert that to, to Pesos. Um, And so we are actually the largest uh, Bitcoin exchange in the Philippines uh, just by doing this alone. And for people in various countries around the world trying to send money back home, uh, we actually partner with companies in those countries to offer them a very uh, smooth transaction experience. So how this works is that, uh, say, if I was in Korea and I wanted to send money back to the Philippines, uh, I would actually just go to uh, one of our partner companies in that country and hand over my Korean won. And what I would see as a customer would be Korean won coming in, going to that, going to the company, and pesos coming out to, uh, to whoever I'm trying to send it to. And the reason why we're able, they're able to see such a you know end, seamless end-to-end uh, breakdown of the fees. And the time's involved is because these companies, which are uh, often Bitcoin-based, Bitcoin, Bitcoin, uh, Bitcoin blockchain-based companies, is they're integrated with our system. And so when a customer wants to make a release transaction, that, that company is able to uh, query our system, and everything is available through APIs on our system. And so they can see what the fees are, uh, what the transaction, what the times are uh, in terms of when the money will be released to the recipient, and they also know exactly what rate they're going to get when they make that remittance transfer. We lock in the exchange rate for these uh, for these people when they want to make a transaction, so they don't have to worry that uh, when they send money, uh, by the time it gets there, it's actually the, the, mon- the amount of money that they've sent actually changes in value. Right? So we actually uh, guarantee that rate for them. And by doing this, we actually allow remittances to happen extremely cheaply and quickly. And the people that are sending the remittances don't need to know that Bitcoin or blockchain is involved at any step of the process at
1: all. And That was actually what I was going to ask you about, was that securing that exchange rate, how that all kind of breaks down.
0: Exactly. So yeah, the, moment, the, the moment the transaction is initiated, they, they are guaranteed an exchange rate. They will know exactly how much money will come out. Um, and, and really, that's, uh, you, you have to, there's, there's no way you can't do that because, obviously, from the sender's perspective, uh, why would I want to use the service where if I sent something, uh, something very different came out on the other side that I was not expecting? Um, and so uh, we, 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 we take it upon ourselves to uh, guarantee that rate for you.
1: So, Justin, tell me about any expansion plans that Coins.ph may have in the works.
0: Sure. Uh, so, coins, Coins.ph is, is obviously uh, active in the Philippines. This is our first and main office. But so we also have an operation uh, in Thailand. Um, and if you think about the, the problem that we're solving, the issue of uh, financial services and and countries where there's a big lack of well, that's actually, that's actually most of Southeast Asia. Uh, if you if you look at it, um, you know, in, in Southeast Asia, only forty percent of the population have access to uh, traditional banking services. And so that what what that tells you is that there's a very big gap. Um, and the the reason for this gap and why it's so pervasive is that actually it's is the fact that you know, traditional banking services in the way that uh, you typically know them with, you know, bank branches everywhere, uh, servicing servicing customers and, and people able to walk uh, to a nearby bank branch wherever they are. That model doesn't work so well in developing countries, mainly because the cost of having a physical banking model is expensive, right? Uh, you need to have, obviously, the branch locations, but also employ people to, to man the location, you hire armored trucks to move money around, and so on and so forth. Right, so um, such a distribution model actually requires uh, a uh, a minimum amount of income for from the customers living around that branch in order to sustain that branch and make sure that it's actually you know, not losing money from the day it's built. Right, um, in developed countries, that that situation does not always exist, and so that's why you see um, you know in, in countries like Philippines. Uh, banks, once you leave the city center, basically, just, uh, disappear. You, you don't see them anymore. All you see is, uh, money transfer services, uh, basically the local equivalent of the Western Union, uh, if even, right? Um, one out of three municipalities in the Philippines don't have any sort of, uh, banking services available to it, uh, for this exact reason. So, uh, we think that our model is actually will will actually lend itself very well uh, to to um, these countries because basically you know, the distribution it's extremely cheap, right? You're you're using the internet, you're using people's mobile devices to have the access, and then um, for the services, and then and then when it comes to actual uh, the cash, caching infrastructure, we we don't own any of it ourselves. We are basically making partners with it, and, and as many partners as possible with. Uh, networks such as convenience stores uh, and on-the-ground remains networks, uh, whatever is available that is able to uh, move cash around, and and that's how we actually will reach uh, the people at scale and offer the services that makes them. So, um, I'd say you know, many, many countries in in Southeast Asia kind of fit, the still, um, you know, it, Indonesia actually looks uh, very similar and demographic-wise. Um, to the Philippines uh, in in quite a lot of ways, and so that's something we're actually taking a uh, close look at.
1: And you were saying, too, that those – and talking about transactions at the 7-Eleven or an ATM, things like that, everything is quite secure.
0: Exactly. Uh, For many of uh, our our partner outlets, actually, the the experience is instant now, which is quite – you know, amazing to see. You know, for 7-Eleven in particular, you get you get a unique barcode that's just yours. You walk over to the cashier, you pay um, for the amount that you're going to deposit the same way you would buy groceries, and the the cashier simply scans the barcode and the money ends up in your wallet straight away. So it's extremely quick, um, and you're able to use the money in your wallet straight away uh, to get whatever you need to get done.
1: And what about the right now? it's it's the app's only available on Androids? Correct.
0: Uh, it's actually also available on iOS. So both iOS and Android.
1: Oh, okay, okay. And what about any competitors in this field? Is there anyone out there that you know can even come close to what it is that you guys do?
0: I think that the in terms of the the competition, there are. There's no one actually looking to uh, build a service with quite the vision that we are looking to do, right? Uh, You know, both the telcos here have have mobile wallets, uh, which which is useful. uh, I would say primarily for their existing customers, uh, as they're they're really tilted towards uh, basically creating an additional channel uh, sales channel for for Many of the services and, and a few other outside services, um, but and and some of the new the, the ecosystem is in general very uh, young, and so some of the people that we see popping up they they would maybe uh, target you know, one one service in particular or or but not nothing like what we're trying to achieve where it's basically one place where you have your money and able to actually you know get all of your financial errands done. Um, and so I think we're pretty unique from that perspective.
1: Any final thoughts, Justin, before, uh, you know, I let you go? This is obviously, you know, very beneficial to people in this region. Do you ever see it expanding, you know, over into more of the, the Western world or anything like that? Uh, just any sort of final thoughts so you could leave with our listeners?
0: Sure, um, and I, I, think, I think that what CoinsPH um, is, is offering and its vision for the future is, is really a, a platform built on blockchain uh, that will actually allow people to transact with one another, uh, whether it's with another individual or a merchant or a, a, a service. Um, as, as easily as it is for people to, you know, open, you know, fire up their computer browser and send an email, right? That's really what, the, you know, the benefit of, of blockchain offers. Um, and I think that we're in a very good position to uh, offer this technology and this convenience to to um, our, you know. Customers here in the Philippines, but also in Southeast Asia. Um, the, the, the the issue of financial inclusion that that that's not going to go all the way on its own, right? Um, and 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 at the, this current point in time, we're actually uh, in a very good spot to be able to offer people the chance to um, you know at least I, I would say you know make make that make that big jump from. Having, uh, being able being primarily based on cash to actually being able to do everything on on your phones right um, and and by doing so um, you know we're able to actually you know, raise raise the bar for everyone um, you know we want to democratize uh, financial services and and I think that the model that we have is um, number one very scalable and And number two actually uh will offer a tremendous social impact uh for the people uh that use it because uh it will just allow people to be way more efficient and, and offer people um a much more convenient way to to make financial transactions so I think that uh you know, the future is very exciting over the next you know <clears throat> obviously over the next year, but I think in the next you know, five or ten years uh we we expect very big things for ourselves so Uh, It's a a very interesting space to be.
1: And Justin, if someone is interested and and wants to get started or just simply learn some more information, what is the best way or where to go to get that access for info?
0: Sure. Uh, You you can head to our website, uh, coins.ph, or go to either the Google Play Store or iOS Store, uh, download the app. It's extremely easy. Uh, The app name is exactly the same, just uh it's Coin Wallet in the App Store. Uh, download, download the wallet. It's free. Um, you can, you know, it's extremely quick to set up. in a few seconds, and um, you know, feel free to check it out. I think that you know, I, we're 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 making ourselves useful to the point where uh, even if you did have a bank account, you would still you would still use our services. I mean, I mean, I do. I have a bank account, and I still. And I still regularly use my, my coins accounts. And I think that's kind of where we want to build, it, build uh, the platform to be, where you know, it doesn't, doesn't matter, you know, what you have available to you. We actually want to be the compelling solution because um, it's, it's just far more convenient and time saving to, to have your money in one place um, rather than spread around, spread around you know, multiple uh, mediums.
1: Okay. All right. Is there any other further thoughts or or information that, you know, anyone who's interested in getting involved in this should know or that could, you know, perhaps help them out a bit?
0: Uh, Getting involved from uh, what perspective?
1: Just to to signing up, to getting an account, or, you know, just kind of knowing the lay of the land or the best way to use the services to get the most out of it.
0: Oh, I see. Um, I see pretty i think I think once people once people sign up or download the app it's pretty, it's pretty uh self explanatory um you know we yeah i think you know we if, i think we didn't touch i'm not sure how interesting it is but obviously that you know when it comes to money there's a bunch of like compliance issues that you have to deal with as well uh, Less exciting topics to talk about i guess my <laughs> right? yeah <laughs> Um, you know, for for us, like, I I would say, like, compliance, we, you know, we treat <clears throat> we treat compliance fairly uniquely in the sense that we kind of, you know, gather information as people go along. Um, I would say from, from, like, a, uh, you know, from a traditional, you know, if you're talking about, like, the way that, you know, you would traditional, traditionally sign up for a bank account, that right? you sign, you go into the branch, you sit down, and you get slapped with, like, a ton of papers that you all have to find, um... <clears throat> when it comes to when it comes to an app like ours, like we we definitely don't want to do that because otherwise no one would want to sign up with us and we present with them with a chameleon forms, that right? uh, we actually tier that process uh so that we're gathering we're gathering information, uh necessary information on the customers as um as they go along, right? If it's a, if it's a new customer that hasn't transacted mm-hmm. at all. Yeah, low risk, correct. Right? Um, you know, you can, they can use the basic services. They don't need much information. Uh, if they use it more, um, then, then obviously we, you know, we will need to gather more information. So by doing this, we actually um, make the experience a lot more friendlier for the customer because, you know, we're 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 kind of cheering it as in a way that will they can see it's like, oh, if I do this, I can get this extra service. If I do this, I can do, get this extra service. So. Um, we're, we're making sure that the barrier's entry is very low, and then only for the people that want to like really you know, ramp things up and use it a lot. And we actually go through and dedicate you know, resources to um, you know, processing the extra information that they uh, send us.
1: Excellent. I love that it's user-friendly for just about anyone. I mean, just looking at the website and kind of playing with the app and things like that. Like you can tell it's mm-hmm. it. it can be used by anyone. I mean, from myself to my mother could probably handle it. So I think that's Right, important.
0: yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's I and mean, you know, we we wanna make it that way because, you know, not everyone's a Bitcoin enthusiast and knows how the blockchain works. right? Uh, not not everyone's an early tech adopter. We have we have people, you know, that are like fifty years old using this because they find it difficult to get out of the house and you have to travel for like forty five minutes to the nearest building or something just to pay the bills every month. Yeah, you know, those are the kind of people that we want to build the app for because uh, we want to make it usable uh, by them as well. Um, and so, the you know, the, the the lower the barrier and the more kind of friction points we remove um, for the customers, the the you know, the better for for everyone.
1: Well, this is absolutely just awesome information, Dustin. I really appreciate it. Like I said, it's. It's going to be interesting to see where you all go and, and take this, and I think it's a, a great service. You're offering, you know, sudden ease and access to parts of the world that, you know, maybe it's a little bit more difficult to make those types of transactions as well as safely. So I want to thank you for your time and this awesome information. Justin Lowe, head of business operations at coins.ph. Justin, uh, we look forward to watching where you go and where you grow uh, please keep us posted and, and informed on anything new that you all are coming up with.
0: Of course. Thanks so much for the time uh, this morning as well. Pleasure to be here. Thank
1: you. All right. Take care, Dustin.
0: You have been listening to Almost Here, Around the corner future technology podcast with Richard Jacobs. Subscribe to this podcast post to review. To discover more future technologies,